Hey guys, welcome back to another semiconductor update. Today we are going to take a closer look at a few companies. We're going to obviously look at my favorite semiconductor, NVIDIA. We're going to take a closer look at the overall semiconductor market. We do have some great reports coming out. Uh, and we're also going to take a closer look at the manufacturing and the memory market. So let's take a closer look in today's episode. So the first good news I want to say came out from Semiconductor Industry Association. They just released their monthly report and it does seem like global semiconductor sales increased 1.9% month to month in August. What I do believe is pretty amazing about this is this is the sixth consecutive month of month to month market growth. So obviously we are still in a down cycle compared to a year ago um, where sales are down roughly 6.8% year to year. But if we take a closer look at this chart, finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service now let's continue with today's episode here's a better image we can take a closer look the blue chart is the revenue the red chart is the year over year changes and if you are looking at this, you might notice that the blue charts, the, the semiconductor market is very cyclical. And that's why people always say the semiconductor is cyclical. But I do believe it brings bad, bad rep to the semiconductor industry because we can see since 1996, even though this market has been cyclical, it has been in an uptrend. So you tend to get lower lows and higher highs each time. And for me, a cyclicality like that is more than okay. Um, another thing that you might have noticed outside of that is is that there are some big cycles. You can really see the big cycles when there's a peak and then we kind of see the bottom of it and, and then kind of a new cycle begins. So we did notice the peak earlier in 2021 and we kind of saw that bottoming happening here. Uh, and now it seems like we are restarting a new cycle. So now I do want to say between those big cycles that we're seeing, there are small cycles in between. Those mild cycles is one like here that happened in, 19, in, in, in 2018. 2019 where this bottom ended um, we start to see a pull up but then things start to go back down i do believe these cycles right here are true buying opportunities because investors are worried that this cycle is going to be another big cycle uh, so i do believe maybe we can continue to see maybe a few more months maybe a few more quarters of a nice up cycle but then we might start to see a slowdown and everybody's going to be like hey look i told you the semiconductor is bad we're going back to newer lows or, or, or whatever, and that is going to create a lot of fear in the semiconductor space, which I do believe is going to give us a lot of great buying opportunities. Um, so I'm going to definitely be waiting for that. And if we don't, obviously, I have a nice amount of positions in the semiconductor space. But I do believe this chart can really showcase how the semiconductor industry as a whole goes um some other important things to know is we are seeing month-to-month -month grow in big places like america's even china grew on the month-to-month -month basis on a year-to-year -year basis the biggest down force is china obviously because their economy is not as strong as many would have expected um, so that's what I really have for the overall semiconductor news. I do believe that's great for the overall semiconductor market. Next, I want to take a closer look at some news about a supercomputer. So Europe Exascale supercomputer in its starting blocks. So there is going to be a new supercomputer super in Germany. It's going to be called Jupiter. And this will be their first Exascale supercomputer in Europe. Um, this system is going to be designed for simulation and AI applications in science and industry selection like and it's expected to launch in 2024 um, they do mention that the cost of the system 
and its operation for an expected six years is roughly 500 million euros. Some great news. They also did kind of talk about who the GPUs and the CPUs are going to be manufactured by so the cpus is actually a, a company in europe which is called si pearl so silicon pearls i'm guess i'm guessing um which make processors made in europe and they're usually meant for kind of uh, high memory bandwidth and kind of energy efficiency so we do see I, I feel like i've seen other supercomputers with this processor we've talked about it in the past in this channel for acceleration though they are going to be using you guessed it nvidia gpus um and they do mention that this uh, the company that's going to be making this supercomputer will integrate this solution into a liquid cooling platform, which they call the XH100-300. Uh, so pretty exciting here about the supercomputer. Obviously, big win for someone like NVIDIA. Obviously, NVIDIA is super excited. I do believe the overall market is green right now. So NVIDIA is trailing a nice 1.8% with the market. Continuing here with NVIDIA, um, we did hear reports that a startup company, Machina Labs, so secures $32 million in investment to revolutionize AI-driven manufacturing. Uh, some of the big players investing here is obviously NVIDIA. NVIDIA continues to invest a lot in AI companies. Uh, for those that are not familiar with Machina Labs, I, I wasn't familiar with them. It's a company that's trying to build manufacturing, but with AI. They do mention that, um, where do I have it? I, I have it somewhere around here. Um, that Machina Labs combines the latest advances in AI and robotics to deliver finished metal products in days, not months or years, and gives customers unprecedented time to market and competitive advantages. Uh, so overall, um, they are a huge kind of AI team where they kind of program all these robots to kind of manufacture some crazy, crazy things. Um, they do mention that they work with a lot of aerospace and defense companies. Uh, for example, they mentioned Lockheed, NASA, U.S. Air Force, Yamaha. Uh, so pretty interesting. And their kind of machines and small team is pretty, pretty crazy. Um, it's pretty interesting to see NVIDIA invest into them. Next, I want to take a closer look at uh, some news from ChatGPT. But before we do, guys, I do want to say thank you for the support. We're about to hit 3.2 thousand subs in this channel. If you haven't, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you want my weekly exclusive videos, make sure to check out my semiconductor membership. Click join to learn more. Special offer at fool.com slash jose. Free newsletter at josenaharo.substack.com and free semiconductor news at semiconductorwatch.com. Now, turning back to ChatGPT, there are reports that ChatGPT owner, OpenAI, is exploring making its own chips. And this is not something new, right? NVIDIA GPUs are so expensive, um, and everybody has to find a way to kind of combat that expense by maybe focusing on building their own AI chips. We've seen all big techs really kind of focus in this space one way or another. Now it does seem like ChatGPT is exploring that way with maybe a potential acquisition in the future. Um, but that's all we have right now based on insiders and industry um, and, and kind of sources within the industry. I believe I, as an NVIDIA investor, I'm not worried at all. NVIDIA is going to continue to dominate this market one way or another. Now, if we take a closer look at some news from the manufacturing world in the semiconductor space, there are reports that Samsung and TSMC are reportedly struggling with three nanometer yields, according to a Korean business news publication. Now, this is pretty interesting. They are also saying that, hey, look, Samsung might be doing a little bit better than TSMC, 
But again, I'm not 100% sure. Something to keep in mind of. But it is important to note some great things here is when Samsung is doing their 3 nanometer, they're actually going with the gate all around um, kind of method while TSMC is still using the FinFET technology. So I do believe it's pretty interesting how Samsung is shifting ways and it kind of gives us maybe expectations of how hard kind of continuing to get smaller chips is happening right now. Uh, big players like Intel are also focusing in this space. If we take a closer look at TSMC, TSMC is sitting at roughly $89. Uh, I've been talking about TSMC right now. I do believe in forms of valuation, this one was at, sitting at a great price in the past month or so below that $90. Uh, so I am super excited about future investments in TSM. Now, the final company I want to take a closer look at is Micron Technology, ticker MU. Right now, the stock is up roughly 1% as I am recording. What's really happening with Micron is yesterday they did announce their initiate constructions on their leading edge memory manufacturing fab. Uh, so this is going to be the first manufacturing fab that they built in the past 20 years. And it's going to be built here in the United States in Idaho. Uh, so they are announcing that they are beginning that kind of construction. So pretty exciting. But this kind of construction is going to take some time. The clean room space in the new fab is expected to come online in 2025 with DRAM production wrapping up over the second half of the decade, maybe sometime in 2026, 2027, when the industry demand is growing. Uh, but pretty interesting, obviously, the Semiconductor Act, the CHIP Act, is getting a lot of manufacturing here in states. I hope that continues. Uh, so overall, these are the topics I want to take a closer look at here in the semiconductor space. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.